If you're an athlete, you know the greatest motivator of all is the fear of letting your teammates down. After all, a team is only as good as its weakest link. So you owe it to those wearing the same jersey as you to be your best every time you step on the field. That's why there's no vape in team. When you vape, you can expose your lungs to toxic chemicals that can damage your lungs. If you're a step behind, the team's a step behind. Brought to you by The Real Cost and the FDA. Blockchain tech was the talk of the town at this year's DICE 2022 conference. Welcome to another Games Recap. What's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Games Recap, where I rant about today's greatest and best news that affects game developers. Unfiltered, unedited, straight to you live every day at YouTube at 11 a.m. PSC. So on to the news. So DICE 2022 is one of the few large convention conferences post-pandemic that is welcoming attendees back at its physical location. And it actually had a pretty good turnout. This last year, there were a lot of buzzwords kind of going around the floor that people were expecting to talk about, like blockchain, the metaverse, the hybrid workspace, these were on the top of everybody's mind of all attendees. And this year had a mixture of support, a lot of pushback from developers and players alike, a lot of investors' incitement, and a lot of worrying downsides from all of above. The highlight of the conference was when director of Avengers Endgame, uh, Joe Russo, was able to take the stage and said, I don't really know what the metaverse is. Now, this wasn't a dig at Epic's own uh, metaverse, of whom he was talking to, but more of what Facebook is doing with Meta. And on stage, he was able to describe himself as being a longtime crypto fan, but don't really see the value in NFTs just yet. And the value of digital ownership was something of topic this past year of anything blockchain and NFT related. And it's worth were openly discussed across the event, all of which the concerns were uh, among all the panelists and speakers describing how blockchain tech, NFTs, and play-to-earn models as largely misconceptions. So there's a lot of doubt about what was being said, but further explained by Yield Guild Games' Braille Lee, said that there was less emissions produced by blockchain uh, technology. Now, one of the biggest concerns of blockchain technology is that it uses a lot of environment concerns a lot of computing to actually have these servers up and running and be decentralized and always be at access so when she was saying and sharing things like how this doesn't have an effect and that you know it actually produces less emissions than actual currencies that is of use right now like the u.s currency it's things like this that really prevents people from fully diving in and, and, and taking it seriously but however, Lee gave an example of how blockchain games could empower low-income communities. She shared a story about a community in the Philippines becoming uh, scholars in an NFT-driven game that they made called Axie Infinity. And this is well covered, that they were able to kind of turn their game from uh, free-to-play, but also to uh, further create a currency that they can control and further uh, expand their own development efforts. Now, decentralization is something that is on top of everyone's mind, apart from what blockchain is presenting. 
but its appeal is very uh, advantageous to a lot of technology-driven-minded leaders, not just business executives. From Clay Token Game Studios Chief Technology Officer, Biljum Kalkir shared some of his own speculation that there are practical uses for the tech, although he did clarify none of their his studios using uh, it for any of its game. But he did present a model that he've heard before that some of the blockchain startups like Ubisoft invested in. He described the idea of having game servers for n multiplayers that don't run on centralized machines like at a data center that is constantly running, but instead manifested by a decentralized network of computers running like a mining executable. So multiple computers decentralized, always running all the time. The advantage of this is that even if the game does go offline, which we probably had a lot of experiences with multiplayers not being popular enough or, or whatever the case, financially stable, uh, that games often do go offline and you can't play it anymore. With this decentralized network idea, uh, developers could go under, but the development is uh, is sunsetted. But the poor market performance, because of poor market performance, the game could live on in decentralized networks. So the problems with cryptocurrency and what the panelists were talking across all the conference is if the technology could actually solve a lot of these issues. And there were really, again, a lot of doubts about how this can shape the development of games like uh, Apex Legends, like autonomous organizations, and, uh, decentralized network servers. In an example by uh, Lei, explained how instead of having a development team making decisions about balances, uh, patches, and new characters, uh, holder of blockchain tokens, people who are personally invested as players but not uh, not just being players, but also have a take in the game itself, could vote on decisions on how to balance the games. Now, this kind of were pushed back by developers uh, because it's kind of saying that players know better than de designers at this point to make gaming decisions, right? So there's a lot of doubt that this actually could work. But these are some of the ideas that was presented at DICE 2022. The main thing that people did echo and is quite obvious is that the reason why executives and investors are really pushing for blockchain tech to work, it's because blockchain is a tool for financialization, right? The profit motive is front and center. So when uh, monthly and daily average users counts are of special interest to investors, it's no wonder that the tool can drive those numbers, even expensive players would be uh, desirable. But across, I think, the conference, designers, developers, programmers, and all types of marketing uh, usually are resistant to this idea because the subject of blockchain games is mostly financial. And uh, this is something executives are not shy about sharing. So there is every incentive to push this tech through to make it work. And the good thing about anything that is new, about owning a digital asset or uh, using decentralized ideas for old tech, is that the market will speak for itself. Consumers, no matter how pushed on they are with something they don't like, it cannot survive without the support of gamers uh, and, and players. Right. So even if developers 
eventually signing on saying that this is a great idea and executives always being supportive of this, these ideas. It is up to us as players to really embrace it or not. So in my own personal opinion, and it is a subject that I want to kind of bring on more and more uh, with guests that are specializing in this area, I am on the fence. I'm neither here or there. I'm I'm here to discuss things, but I'm not there yet completely to to fully embrace because I don't know enough yet. And this is part of my journey as a podcaster, as a host, to kind of find those answers for myself. But to you guys as well, might be able to benefit from my discovery. My main thing is it is a very uh, exciting new tech that a lot of people either seem very excited about it or really against it which is great upon itself because that means there's a lot of meaningful discussions that are pushing the limitations of what this tech could mean for the industry and i'm not so worried about it because again we can pay by our uh, money in our pockets uh, that you know if we like something we will buy it so this concludes today's games recap as always, uh, I hope to kind of see you guys in the comments section or the discussion board in Discord to give me your thoughts to consider uh, for future episodes. So have a good one, guys.